Hey guys, welcome back to Small Talk with Sid, the podcast. I'm your host, Sydney Matone. I hope you're not too hungry because I'm chatting with the iconic Alexa Matthews who runs the mouth-watering account Eating New York City, the ultimate New York City restaurant guy. In this episode, we dive into how Alexa began the account in 2014 as a casual hobby to now being her full-time job where she gives recommendations to over 300,000 followers. Today, she has famous followers like Paris Hilton, Hailey Bieber, and Ashley Benson, just to name a few. In addition, this New York City native was listed as one of the top 30 people in food by Adweek in 2016, and has been featured by CNN Money, Wall Street Journal, Cosmopolitan, and Zagat, amongst others. We also dive into her career journey, how she grew the account and eventually monetized it, the importance of pivoting as a content creator, the key ingredients to what makes a great restaurant, and of course, her favorite restaurant recommendations. And as with every guest I have on, we also go into her personal life so you can get to know the woman behind it all. Now, grab a snack and let's meet Alexa. Hey guys, I'm here with the iconic Alexa Matthews. She is the founder of Eating New York City. And I hope you guys aren't too hungry because this episode will definitely make you hungry. I am so excited. I'm here with Alexa now. We got off to a bit of a bumpy start. (laughs) The camera fell. Everything was all over the place. But I think we're good now. So you said you just got back from a photo shoot. Yes, I just got back from a shoot, running a little late, obviously uber difficulties but I'm so happy to be here and thank you so much for having me yeah absolutely no we're good this is a podcast where we're chill I wish I, I wish you could have a glass of wine right now but um we'll, we'll save that my water. <laughs> right right okay cool so I always start off every episode by everyone just doing a deep dive into their background so let's start with like where you grew up and your story and all that sure yeah so I actually grew up in New York City I grew up um on the Upper East Side so I've been here my whole life um, and I started eating NYC in 2014, so seven years ago, which sounds so crazy. Um, I started just as a hobby um, and then decided I wanted to work in hospitality. So I worked um, at a PR agency and then I worked in house or restaurant group, all kind of while growing the account. And then um, in 2016, I started doing it full time. So I've been um, all all in eating NYC for five years now, which also sounds so crazy. I feel like I've lost so much track of time with COVID. I like don't even know um, what year it is anymore. But yeah, it's been, it's been five years um, and it's been great. And I really feel fortunate to love what I do so much. So yeah. And before we go, I'm going to do a deep dive into the account itself. But before we do that, so you, so before you said you were working in hospitality, do you remember, is that what you studied in college? Like what were, what was one of your first jobs? Um, no. So my first, I studied, I was actually um, an economics major. And then I decided like my junior year, I was like, this is not for me. I had like a finance internship and I was like, no, this is not going to work out. Um, so I actually created a second major that was called writing culture and media studies. So I thought I wanted to go into some form of journalism. Um, I wasn't sure what exactly, but I got my first job um, as a freelance writer for Guest of a Guest, where I wrote about all things New York City, not just food, but I fell in love with writing about food. Um, And this was like around the time when Instagram was just starting to kick off and become popular. And I was like writing about all these restaurants. And I was like, well, well, why don't I post it on my Instagram? Because like, that seems like the right thing to do. Like everyone was using Instagram. Um, and then I just decided to start the account basically as a hobby to complement the work that I was doing. So um, there wasn't like 
it wasn't like it is now. There may be like one or two food accounts when I started, which is crazy to think about. So you, it really was like the perfect storm of everything coming together. So it really, because at that time, I mean, some of the biggest bloggers now started around 2014, 2015. So it worked out for you. It was, it was definitely really good timing for sure. Okay. So now we know the inspiration behind the account. And obviously anyone that knows like who's in content creation, it's a full-time job. So when you're starting out, I mean, how are you, when did you kind of shift to like, I really want to like grow this thing and, and scale it? Or was it very natural for you and you kind of did it whenever, or were you like posting every single day? Um, when I first started, I think I didn't, I just would post when I would eat out. And then like, as the account was growing, I was like, well, like, this is picking up momentum. And then I would like make it my duty to eat out every day. Um, but I never thought that it could have been, you know, I could monetize it in any way. I had no idea that was like even a possibility. So when brands started reaching out and asking for like my rates and stuff like that, I was like, this is crazy. Wow. Um, but I think it was, it took, it took a while. I mean, when I decided to leave my job, I was kind of at a point where I was like, I'm actually, I'd actually be making more money if I wasn't sitting here at this job. And like, that was a crazy thought. And that was kind of like the, you know, the, the like reality check, like, okay, I should probably start doing this because there's a lot of opportunity here and I'm kind of missing out on it. Um, which was, it was scary, like the thought of leaving my job. But as soon as I did, I never, um, I never looked back. And for those that don't know, like what is eating New York City? I mean, you're not a real New Yorker, in my opinion, if you don't know what it is. But what is it for those that don't know? Um, so basically, it started out as really like um, a restaurant account that would showcase like the brand new restaurants in New York. Um, and obviously, it's it's developed into so much more since then, as has Instagram itself. So, um, you know, obviously, it's a lot more personal now. Um, and it's not just restaurants. I mean, I do a lot of cooking and I, where I recreate recipes. I go behind the scenes at restaurants. Um, and obviously a lot of what I do also um, is brand related. So I work with a lot of um, not only just food and beverage brands, but anything that kind of relates to New York City or anything that relates to me and my lifestyle. Um, so it's a little bit about everything, but it's still extremely, you know, food and restaurant focused. I think it will always be that at its core. Um, so yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Are you only on Instagram right now or have you expanded to other platforms? Um, I I have a TikTok. Okay. <laughs> I tried to get into it. I'm I'm a terrible dancer, so I realized quickly that <laughs> that would never happen for me. Um, so I but I'm not really active on it. I think I just like gave it a try, but I feel too old. It's not just dancing though. I will say like the people on there are so freaking creative. So, I mean, if you're ever looking to like branch out, it's not just, it's it, to me, I actually rarely see dancing on it. It's more like just now, funny videos. Yeah. But yeah. it's become super niche. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have TikTok, but Instagram is my main platform. Yeah. And then I know that this has been something that's been like an ongoing conversation recently that content creators um, have been getting a lot of like almost creative fatigue because it's really like an everyday thing. Do you feel sometimes where you just don't want to be posting? And and if you do feel that way, how do you like deal with that? Because it is your job. So how do you, what's the thought process? Uh, I think, I think during the, like the height of the pandemic, that was probably where I felt it really for the first time. Um, because I was like, okay, I'm home all day. I'm sitting here. I'm not doing anything exciting. I'm not going to restaurants. I'm like, are people really interested in what I'm 
doing in my house or like the boring dinner I'm making. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what do I post? Like I was like, you know, and I, and I, you know, that was definitely a hard time. And I also think with everything else going on last summer, right, people were, you know, I think every single content creator experienced a lot of criticism and backlash and just living in fear that you would be canceled. I think that was honestly a huge thing for everyone. Right. Um, so it was definitely a discouraging time to post and to feel like you could post freely where that was something I never had to think about before. Like is what I'm saying you know, I never worry so much about what other people thought. And suddenly I was like, well, if I'm not posting enough about this cause or that cause, are people going to be offended? Are people, you know, it's just um, a lot more doubt, I think. Um, luckily, I feel like we are all in a better place now. But, um, and, you know, I pivoted my brand a lot. I did, like I said, a lot more home cooking. And I had to think about, well, how can I best serve my audience in this time? And also, how can I best serve the restaurant industry? So I really had to, like, sit back and think about how I can change things in a way that still works for me and my audience. Um, so there's definitely like a transitional period there. Um, so yeah, I think that answers your question. Yeah, no, it does. It does. And then I guess like so far through this entire experience, what's been one of your favorite memories, either like a partnership that you did that was a huge goal or just someone that you met, like what's been your favorite thing so far? Starting this in general. Yeah, well, just anything from like the past however many years, like what's something that you? I would say in terms of partnerships, what I'm most proud of um, was when I did a partnership like two or three years ago with Chase, that was really cool. Um, and it was, I loved it because it was a super integrated campaign um, that obviously was like a dream brand to work with, but it just had a lot of components to it. Like we had, there was events, there was Instagram posts, there was travel involved. There was a, um, a digital ad that we created with the Bainer Media. And it was just such a comprehensive campaign that they, you know, they gave me so much creative control over and like, let me really be the talent. Right. Um, and for me, that was like the most fun project and memorable. Um, so yeah. It's probably the coolest thing I got, I've got them to do so far. No, that's so awesome working with big names like that. And it just kind of solidifies like how much you've grown over these past, you know, years. Um, yeah. And it was interesting also to see how brands, um, you know, look at influencers, not just as, you know, someone to post a picture, but as content creators and also talent, whereas like that ad, maybe they would have went to hire like a actor for right but they looked at me as also like a talent for that um so it was just really cool to be able to serve work with them in so many different capacities too so absolutely I think actually brands prefer an influencer now to celebrities I wrote my entire thesis paper in college about this topic actually how when it comes to influencers it's just the audience because they have I mean now they have huge audiences but it's typical your the audiences they have are more engaged with the actual influencer, whereas like celebrities, not every person following a Kim Kardashian of the world is really going to buy what she's selling. Whereas someone with maybe 300 to 500,000 followers, they're following that person because they're genuinely engaged with what they're saying. So small, so it's actually, um, it almost can be a positive thing not to have such a large following when you're working with brands. Um, right. And more relatable too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking of like, let's go into restaurant culture. So like you were talking before about COVID. Um, well, a lot of restaurants, unfortunately had to close down, which is super sad. Some of my favorite ones did actually, but for you, well, what's what, I guess like, what's one way people can support restaurants now. And like, where do you see like 
the restaurant culture going in like the next like year? Um, I think obviously, you know, eating out at restaurants, ordering in, leaving nice tips. Um, I think any way you can support the restaurant industry right now is greatly appreciated. Um, in terms of the future, I mean, I think that the permanent outdoor dining is going to be huge um, for the industry. I think, I don't know, for a time I was, you know, for a time I was thinking that the quick service was out. Um, and I kind of do still think that, you know, I think that whole concept of when you're running out from your office to get a chopped salad for lunch, you know, like that whole concept is with the off with the work from home culture, I feel like the demand for that is going to be much less. Um, I think even as people like go into the office, it's only three days a week. Sure. Um, so I have seen a lot of like fast casual places kind of close. And I think that maybe they're not going to be so popular anymore. And when people eat out, they want to be able to spend time with people and, um, you know. Yeah, for sure. The model of dining and what people look for is, I think, a little bit different. And because you've eaten it out at so many places, for any restaurant owners listening or people wanting to open up a restaurant, what are like maybe three key ingredients, no pun intended, that you think <laughs> makes a really great restaurant? Um, well, first of all, in, in the world we live in now, I think your location is so key because I think so many of the restaurants that close, they close because they're located on a street or on a corner where they can't have outdoor dining. Um, so I think just having that seating is huge. Like I see like Lapa Corbianca, like a nomad, they have like, I don't know, maybe literally a hundred tables outside. It's crazy. And like people just go there because it's a great location and there's always tables and it's like good food, you know? So I think location is so important. Um, that's like particular to this time, I think more than ever. Um, I think the ambiance is so important. Um, I think, you know, I think food is, obviously the food is important, but I almost say that last, um, especially in New York City, because every restaurant pretty much has good food, right? You have to, you have to do a lot more than serve good food. And I think the ambiance and the service is, um, you know, just as important as the food. Absolutely. They stand out. Absolutely. I feel like when I'm choosing, I mean, yeah, you have the places where you go to because maybe they have like that one popular dish and you don't really care that much about the ambiance, but I would say 95% of the time I'm picking a place based on like the vibe of it. <laughs> I want like the full experience. Yeah. I mean, every, I mean, if a restaurant in New York city has been open for over a year, like, or even over six months, like the food is good. Like you're not going to go somewhere and say that was horrible. Right. Know? Absolutely. And I have to ask some, um, some speedy questions. We're going to do restaurant recs. So what are some, uh, if you're coming to New York city for the first time, what are some like staples that you have to go to? You have to go to Katz's Deli and get a pastrami sandwich. You have to go to Russ and Daughters Mm -hmm. and a bagel. Are you Um, Jewish by the way? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So am I. That's what I thought. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. Hence all the (laughs) delicate <laughs> like appetizing stuff first um obviously you get pizza um, i would say you have to get a slice at joe's or prince street pizza um those are like the must go to's i think if it's your first time and then i obviously have like a lot of favorite restaurants um well wait before you do that what are some of your favorite date night restaurants like if you're going out um well i feel like that goes hand in hand with my favorite restaurants okay like- Larkuzzi, I think, is great for any occasion, and that's one of my favorite restaurants of all time. Um, I love Ruby Rosa. 
think that's great for any occasion. Um, I love a good steakhouse. I think, uh, well, that's a fancy first date, but I like, <laughs> I think a steakhouse is always good. Um, yeah. Cool. And then what are some affordable ones? Like if you're a college student on a budget. I know. No, just like, just in general, like if you're like, if you want, if you want to go out, maybe on like a, I don't know, like a Sunday brunch or something with friends and you. Um, I actually just came from Root and Bone and that's a really good brunch spot. Okay. Um, and it was like the meatball shop. I think it's solid and cheap. Uh, all the Frank restaurants, Frank, Little Frankie's also like supper, um, on the Lower East Side. What's your favorite dish that, or like, I'm sure you have a lot, but like one that really sticks out to you that like, that's one of my, if, like, if you had one last meal and you have to, what, like, what would it be? Um, it would probably be the salmon sushi with a sauteed tomato at Sushi of Gari. Okay. Okay. A lot of pieces of that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Um, and then what's your favorite dish that you make at home? Cause I know you've been into cooking lately. Um, Probably my my rendition of Carbone Spicy Rigatoni Vodka. Oh, yes. So good. Yes, yeah. yes. That's the bomb. Get old. Yeah, no, that's the best. Um, anything, if something pasta related would be the best for me. Absolutely. Um, now, as someone whose job is it to eat out, as we're talking about this, like, what is your personal, like, I hate the word diet, but like, what's your diet like? And how are you, how are you managing all of that? Oh my God. Well, it's so different now because I'm pregnant. So I feel like. Are you like kind of whatever, don't care? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Before I would be like, well, if I know I'm doing a shoot, if I know I'm going out to dinner, I try to eat like a healthier lunch or whatever it is. Um, I've always had a huge sweet tooth. So like that, crossing that out was like never part of the. And <laughs> um, even before my wedding, I was like, I'll cut the carbs, but like, I'm going to have dessert every night. Like, what it is yeah um but now yeah it's like all all bets are off I just eat whatever (laughs) (laughs) listen if there's one excuse in your life do it while you're pregnant exactly I don't care absolutely um and are you do you work out you kind of like I'm not doing anything right now I'm totally coasting yeah right now no before I think it was a perfect storm of like pandemic pregnancy that I was like (laughs) we all I mean, I did do class pass before and like, I love to do Pilates and I would work out like, I don't know, three or four days a week. And then, um, you know, the pandemic happened. I'm not a good self-starter with working out. Like I tried the at-home workout. Like it's, I mean, good, really good for the people that are able to do that. Like I cannot. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, you know, after the baby, I'll be able to get back into that. But right now, unfortunately... I just walk. I try to walk. <laughs> Girl, I'm the same way right now. The gym and I are just like not best friends right now. So I'm just whatever. But you 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 have an excuse though. You're pregnant. I don't. So <laughs> I feel like some people like work out and run through the whole pregnancy. And I'm like, that, that, I wish I could do that. I wish that would be. It's just not. So and speaking of family, before we go into motherhood, how did you and your husband meet? So we went to college together, um, but we actually were both from the city. So we had a lot of mutual friends um, who like kind of introduced us, but we didn't start dating until college. So, which was a long time ago. <laughs> and what was, how did, like, how did you meet? Like, what was the interaction? Um, well, it's funny. It's, it's funny because we had met a lot in high school, but we just didn't really like 
become friends. And then I guess once we got to college, we became friends and then started dating the year after. So it happened like very organically. Yes, it was very organic. We were put in the same dorm. We were put in the same class. We oh, wow. Major. So like, it was like a natural kind of. Um, you and know. how long did you date before you got married? We dated for. Anything. We started dating 2010. We got engaged in 2016. So like six or seven years. Oh, wow. Okay. Were you dating beforehand or not really? Before what? Like before you were dating him or were you like dating New York City or like you kind of just were doing your own thing? I was was like 17. Oh, true. (laughs) I wasn't really doing. You know what? That's New York City dating. (laughs) No, that's good that it like worked out for you because honestly, like in today's dating culture, I don't know. It's very hard for women now. So the fact that it like. Yeah, yeah, I never I never did the apps. I never. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I swipe for my friends all the time. I'm like, this <laughs> but this also really sucks because everyone is gross. So. <laughs> I know it's hard, but yeah, I never had to. Um, I never had to do that. Like, yeah, like, absolutely. They should do something where, like, on a dating app, they combine. Like, you have to like, I don't know, pick your favorite, fa- like, three favorite restaurants, and like that tells me about the kind of person that you are. Right, should- and then there's some people who don't care about restaurants at all. I'm like, how could you even go on a date with that person? They're You're like, no. Act- go to the random sushi place on their corner that's like not even good no no oh my gosh I I do judge I do judge hard if you if you can't pick a good date night restaurant it's it's yeah. not it's not gonna work out I'm sorry what was do you do you have like what was like one of your favorite date nights with your husband um no I feel like I mean we both grew up on the upper east side so going to all the places we love to go to together was always fun like yeah Haru and Serafina but that like that's not like they definitely weren't trendy restaurants it was just like places. no they were like whole like sentimental value because those were the ones like you grew up with for sure okay and so now you actually do soon I saw your Instagram story so what has this journey been like for pregnancy and motherhood is it so weird it's so weird yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's so weird um it took us a while to actually get pregnant, which was so annoying, but I've been lucky to have such a, honestly, a really good pregnancy. I've been feeling good. Um, I'm due in six weeks, which is crazy to me. I like, can't believe it. It hasn't hit you yet or has it? Oh no, it's hit me. Okay. I always said like, it's not going to hit me until I really pop. And then like, once I popped, I was like, okay, like this is <laughs> really real now. Like this baby's coming out. Like, yeah. Um, but it's been good. I mean, it's been, I mean, I'm, I'm the first of my friends to be pregnant. So I feel like they're all like, okay, well, if you can do this, I think then maybe I can do it. I was like, okay, great. So I'm the guinea pig for all of you. But um, I mean, it's good. It's an exciting time. I feel, you know, I feel lucky, like in terms of where we are with COVID and the world right now, um, you know, it feels like a much more normal time to be bringing a baby into this world right um than where we were like a year ago but yeah I mean I'm I'm so excited I think I think probably a lot of first-time moms feel the same kind of emotion which is like you're so excited but you're also anxious and don't know what to expect and you're also scared of giving birth and like there are just all these unknowns around it and like you can't but that's, you know, it's just part of life. Like you can't plan for when the baby's going to come or how he's going to come or what he's going to be like. So you just kind of like take it day by day. Um, you said he, is it a boy? Boy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, 
but yeah I think that's just part of the um the journey so it's you know we'll see we'll see <laughs> what what have been some things you've experienced like during pregnancy like have you had a, like any weird cravings or any like pain or, or has it been an easy pregnancy for you um I haven't had cravings and I and I'm so disappointed I, <laughs> I know I was expecting an answer like oh my god I'm craving this dish. I know like people have these all these crazy things and like honestly I haven't had any particular cravings for anything I just eat what I want to eat um yeah. at the beginning I like put the thought of meat like grossed me out and I didn't want any sweets which was very um uncharacteristic of me that was like the first trimester so it was more like earlier versions but other than that like in terms of cravings there's been it's been pretty standard just me eating what I like to eat yeah what about pain any pain or no um I've been fine I think okay. I think it's just more like uncomfortable like at night which is why I have like all these weird pillows to try, yeah. <laughs> to, try to get comfortable yeah um, it's just when you have like a five pound ball in your stomach and like you know trying to like sleep on it the right way that starts to get weird but um overall it's been fine are you guys in the city now or are you planning on leaving the city no we're in the city so we actually moved um to the west village in like April so we actually got an apartment last January and renovated and it wasn't ready until April um so the timing ended up working out pretty well um which is crazy so we're here now so we have like more space than we had before so um so it's good do you guys did you guys do the baby room or like you not yet yeah so it's it's getting there we have like the furniture now starting to order stuff um I'm like trying to do everything little by little so I like feel like I'm not totally ready. So I'm not so anxious. So I'm just like taking it a day, <laughs> a day at a time in terms of like baby gear and all that. So I have so many friends now that are like giving birth and I'm like, what's like, I'm guessing I'm approaching. I mean, I'm only 25, but like I'm, a, I'm a, that age now where like people, I'm, I have friends that are having children and it's freaking me out. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm 29. So I'm like, um, uh, and I'm the first of my like close friend group, but I feel like everyone is having a baby right now. It's pretty yeah. Everyone I know it's crazy. Um, and I guess like just to wrap up, what are some of your plans for the future? Like where do you want to, I guess, personal and professional life? Um, I mean, professionally, I definitely want to be able to keep doing what I'm doing. I think, um, you know, I think the restaurant industry in New York is always going to be something people care so much about and are always invested in and, there's always new restaurants and there's always, you know, ways to kind of keep people entertained and engaged. I think it just, if there's any city to do it in, it's this one. So um, I feel really fortunate to be in that position. Um, and luckily, you know, I think what I do is, you know, I have my own schedule. I work for myself. So even with um, a baby, I think I will be able to kind of manage that um, hopefully, but I think I will be able to. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, personally, you know, we hope to just, you know, stay in the city and, and make it work. Absolutely. Well, I love your account so much. If you guys want to check her out, it's eating.newyorkcity, correct? I think that's what it is. Oh, that's my website, but Instagram is just eating NYC. In eating NYC, your mouth will literally drool. Oh, so good. <laughs> Keep posting. And yeah, and it's so important I know, to support your local businesses and restaurants because yeah. that's what makes New that's what makes New York City New York City. So yeah. 
I'm excited. So thank you for coming on. I'm excited to see what happens next for you. And I can't believe you're going to be a mother. It's going to, your whole world is about to change, but in the best way possible. I know, so. I know. Crazy. I'm very excited. So yes. thank you so much for having me. And yes. With you. Thanks, Alexa. All right. And that's it. Thanks so much for listening as always. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review and follow along for more at Small Talk with Sid or STWS Media for more podcast related content. And until then, I hope you guys book a reservation at an incredible New York City restaurant and please DM me and let me know what you did. I'm dying to try new places. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye guys.